Have you ever heard the stories of caregivers who do everything on their own and nobody, none of the immediate or extended family members help them take care of their loved ones with dementia? When you hear such stories, your heart breaks and you don't know how to help other than agreeing that the caregiver is being treated unfairly. But how do we end up in situations when we are the only caregivers and nobody is willing to help? Let's talk about it. Recently, I coached a client who was deciding whether to move her very sick mother in with her and her family or to move her into a care facility. The facility is two minutes away from home. Mom has dementia and cancer, and nobody knows how long she has left to live. This situation is not unusual in any way, and I am sharing it with you, with my client's permission, of course, because it perfectly shows the effects of our decision process now on the later outcomes. We started by assessing information we have, what she knew about the facility itself, Her father was there a few years ago, and he got excellent care there. She was happy with the place. The cost, uh, my client would supplement her mom's payment uh, with an extra 2K a month, which she can afford. The option of moving her mom home with my client was not as clear. All she had was her statement, of course I will be taking care of my mom. And I will save the money. These are not facts. These are her emotions because she loves her mom and her hopes that she would save the money. I want to share with you some of the questions I had for her because they would be helpful for you too, if you're in a similar situation. So here are the questions. Where your parent would get better care realistically? including their personal hygiene, toilet needs, and pain management? Are you physically able to take care of someone who cannot get out of bed? If your parents stay in with you, will the in-home hospice care be available to them? How would that work? How do you envision your next 5 to 10 years of life? Are you ready to put a hold on your current lifestyle and your dreams for that period? Because this hold will not end when your parent passes and you would probably need equal or more time after their death to recover yourself. Don't ask me how I know about that. And if it's just a question of money, have you calculated the cost of moving your parent in, making necessary adjustments in your house, hiring help, and most likely the cost of therapy, counseling, or coaching for yourself and your family members to thrive in these arrangements. Do you really save money? At some point, you most likely will have to hire help. This means there would be strangers in your home for some chunks of the day, if not all day long or 24-7. How will that affect your life and the life of the rest of the family? Does your home allow for such arrangement without sacrificing the privacy of the family life? How will that lack of privacy affect the relationship with your family? Okay, let's stop here. 
because this is the root of a potentially huge problem in the future. We have families. We love our parents and we want to give them the best possible care. But when we are deciding on taking care of the aging parent, we somehow forget that we have families. We assume that our spouses would be fully on board with us and just jump in to help eagerly. We assume our children would be picture-perfect angels and would not demand our attention. They would be doing their homework, helping with the household chores without reminders, and going to bed on time. We assume our siblings would come in to help. It's their parents too, after all, right? And they would be trying to take as much off our shoulders as possible. We assume so many things. If we make decisions with such assumptions about our family members, we are making the decision for them without their consent. And then we expect them to comply with our decision and get very upset when they don't. Even if your immediate and extended family members might be telling you right now they will be helping you, of course, they are still human beings and things can change for them in the future. They might not be able to help. It could be anything from their own health issues to the change of their priorities to being unable to handle the stress of being a caregiver anymore. Let's just accept this as a part of human nature and not assume that our situation is going to be different. Instead, let's only count on what you can control. You. You will be doing everything on your own and be grateful if your family members choose to be involved helpfully, but do not count on that. Then we would not be frustrated that nobody helps us because we would not be expecting anyone to help us. And if your spouse, partner, siblings say that of course they would be helping you with caring of your parents, don't be shy to get the specifics from them. What responsibilities are they committing to? How much time and how often do they commit uh, to the caregiving responsibilities? What would happen if they are not able to do what they are committed to? Who would be taking care of their responsibilities? Who would pay for that? What is the backup plan? If you have a conversation with your relatives with the specific questions like these, everyone would get a better idea of what to expect. And if you noticed, I'm not asking in these questions what your relatives would want to do. We're asking them what they are committing to do. Your relatives would know better what they would have to do, what their commitments are not just an abstract, I will be helping. And you will have a better idea of how much help you might have or not. Now, with more information you have gathered, you can come back to the initial two questions. What would be the best solution for my parent? And which of the options aligns better with me and where I want to be in my life in 10 years? 
These are not easy questions to answer and not easy decisions to make. And there might be pain involved in whatever you decide because there would be no perfect answer. As we discussed in the previous episode, you will have to decide that whatever decision you are going to make is going to be the best decision in this situation with the information you have now. And if you like what you are hearing on this podcast and you are interested in learning more about thriving as a caregiver, I would love to talk to you. I work with clients both in a group setting and one-on-one. Find the link in the show notes to schedule an appointment to get all the details about it. I'm saving the spot for you. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.